Welcome to MedEvidence, where we help you navigate the truth behind medical research with unbiased, evidence-proven facts, powered by Encore Research Group and hosted by cardiologist and top medical researcher, Dr. Michael Corrin. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Corrin, and I'm your host for this session of MedEvidence. And in particular, we have a wonderful guest here, Dr. John Rhoda, and he's joining me for this program called Two Docs Talk About How to Look Up Things. And the conversation is always organic when we have these sessions, and we really got into a neat discussion about the use of masks, particularly masking during the COVID-19 crisis. And uh, I'd like to pick up from where we left off in our last session and talk about actually data. We, you know, People have these very strong opinions one way or another about wearing masks or not wearing masks. We both uh, told anecdotes about it. But how to get to the truth? You know, what do we do to actually learn how to advise our patients and how to advise the public? So what are your, what are your thoughts on that, John? Well, we have great problems with people understanding research and, and, and looking for quality research, reliable information. One of the simplest things we were talking about is that um, there are videos of people wearing a mask, not wearing a mask, or wearing an N95 and coughing in front of a, a black screen and seeing the difference of your uh, of your cough, your transmitting s- transmitting yeah. through the air, mm-hmm. and and that um, the picture of the video is worth a thousand uh, research studies. <laughs> you show it works. Yeah. It works. It stops stuff from flowing blowing out of your mouth. But in the COVID specifically, the virus mostly comes and goes comes out of you and comes into you to get infected is through your nose. Mm-hmm. And there is a huge problem of getting people to wear it over their nose. I don't know if they uh, didn't know or that was their uh, way of protesting having to wear a mask. That I'm not sure. Yeah, it may, may not be that comfortable for people not used to it. But you bring up some good points. So that that video evidence that you describe is something that is fascinating to me because it, it brings up the point that masks – for viruses in particular, probably work better for sick people to prevent them from spreading it rather than healthy people who may be exposed to a sick person. So to be clear, if somebody is sick in a room and has COVID and is sneezing and coughing and filling up the room with virus, and you're wearing a mask, it may not be that protective because you're going to get it on your skin, you get get on your hands, and at some point you're going to touch your nose and mouth, et cetera. And so you're still not terribly well protected. But that same person, if that were wearing a mask, particularly an N95 mask, it would prevent that person from transmitting the virus into the room. So this concept of healthy people protecting themselves versus sick people protecting others is one of the elements of mask wearing that I think sometimes gets lost. So that, that's one element of it. Then the other element, that we, we alluded to this, but I think it's important you can weigh in, is that some people are using cloth masks and some people are using paper masks, and some people using surgical N95 masks. So explain to the people a little bit more about those concepts so people can have a better understanding what that means. Well, the N95 is the best because it has the smallest pores. Uh, the cloth masks, uh, that, uh, the, the surgical masks, those are three layers. And, and we've heard people say that the uh, each layer, they'll say that the, the openings are too big to stop the virus. Well, the virus doesn't know where the holes are, so some of the viruses are going to hit the mask. Um, and me- most of the virus comes out on a, on some sort of a mucus droplet, so you don't even have to stop the virus. You stop the nucleus droplet and you stop the virus. So the, they are effective, but different degrees of effectiveness. Um, 
And then uh, to add to onto what Mike said is people oftentimes are contagious, say, a day or two before they have symptoms. So that's another reason to wear a mask during a pandemic is that uh, not just when you're sick, if you want to try to stop a highly contagious uh, and virulent organism, uh, you have to go with the program. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And um, the other thing that I like to remind my patients of is that we're in a COVID time, so everybody's thinking about COVID, but there are other illnesses out there. And one of the very interesting parts of um, of the epidemiology of COVID is we found that during the stages of COVID where people were more compliant with social distancing and wearing masks, that flu rates went down, that other viral rates went down, other illnesses went down. So again, masks aren't specific just for COVID-19 virus, coronaviruses, but for others. The other thing, the other point I would make is that masks should be used properly. And there, are, there were some studies that show that maybe masks didn't work as well as anticipated, and that could be related to using them improperly. So when we use surgical masks, paper masks, they're meant to be thrown away. You know, where they're meant to be worn for a day or, or for a few hours and then thrown away. And uh, I had this issue with you know, a few patients. I, they would be wearing cloth masks, and I just asked them, well, when was the last time you washed that mask? And inevitably, they would tell me three weeks ago. And, you know, that's obviously defeating the purpose of it to a large degree uh, in that they have these bacteria-laden pieces of cloth over their face that can't be a good thing over a long period of time. So not only is it about wearing a mask or not wearing a mask, but actually following a protocol where you understand what the mask is trying to accomplish and then use it appropriately, use it properly. And then that makes a huge difference. So we like to make those points. Well, as you're talking, I was thinking about when you compare that you see people in the United States, a lot of them politicians comparing how one state versus another did. Well, the United States did the worst and every state is bad. What you want to do is compare how did America do with, say, uh, similar cultures, Canada, New Zealand, Australia. New Zealand stopped it in its tracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australia did great. Canada did the closest culture to ours, they did far, far better than, than we did. And, um, and the best was Japan, which had the worst circumstances, the most tightly packed society to transmit a disease, and yet their numbers are the best. Yeah. And they're reliable numbers in those three, in those four countries. Yeah, all, all the Asian countries did well uh, better than, than the U.S., including, um, including uh, countries that are incredibly densely populated, like Hong Kong is a good example. Singapore is a good example. Um, these are incredibly densely populated places, much more so than, than any place in the U.S., and they tend to do well. Now, they had the advantage of being uh, exposed to this issue through SARS, and so there was more preparation, more awareness going into it to, at the beginning. But to your point, they had much lower infection rates and much lower death rates. And I think they have a history of that if you're sick, um, they have a tradition of wearing a mask uh, in their densely populated areas. So that was not a foreign concept, and they knew to cover their nose. Yeah. Yeah, I actually visited Hong Kong in, I think it was like 2015, after the SARS scare. And a lot of people in Hong Kong were wearing masks at that point. So to your point, it was something that was generally socially accepted. And um, you go on the subway there and half the people are wearing masks even before the COVID-19 pandemic. So that, I think that is um, insightful. But you know, the, other, the other point of that is 
it wasn't just the masks. So I always like to give both sides yeah. of the story. It was also um, contact tracing. So when somebody got sick, they did a much better job at isolating the person who was sick and then informing all the contacts that they could be at risk and they should separate themselves from people. And I know um, one of the first countries to be hit by COVID-19 was South Korea, but they did such a good job with contact tracing that they kind of isolated really, really quickly. They had an incident early on where there was a church in South Korea where a lot of people spread the virus, and they were able to, to take all the contacts of those people and separate them from the rest of the population. And fortunately, South Korea did extremely well throughout the pandemic because of this concept of contact tracing that probably would not be accepted in the U.S. for cultural and other reasons. But it does work. You know, these things are proven public health measures that, in fact, can be extraordinarily effective. So getting uh, into another element of, of this discussion has to do with what we do here at Encore Research, which is clinical trials. Yeah. And I always like to say that clinical trials are our answer box, and in a clinical trial, you ask a question, and then you just change one variable, and you see if the change of that one variable makes a difference in the results down the road. So for masks, there's different ways of asking the question, but basically what we're asking is under certain circumstances, does wearing a mask uh, protect people compared to not wearing a mask, or does an N95 mask do better than a paper mask, or uh, do people in the healthcare industry uh, wear a mask all the time or just certain amounts of time, whatever the question may be, you just change that one variable and everything else stays the same. And we actually have a fair amount of clinical research results from masking and COVID-19. And they're mixed results, quite frankly. So one of the papers that came out in the New England Journal, I believe it was uh, probably late 2020, was a Dutch study that looked at people at home wearing masks versus not wearing masks. And they showed a little bit of a difference between infection rates in a household of people wearing a mask, but not that much. And that was uh, that was jumped on by people who didn't believe in masks to suggest that masks weren't necessary. But again, that's a, a tough situation where you're actually living with somebody and who knows what your compliance is and, and doing other elements of social distancing and hand washing and, and cleaning of surfaces is, is very, very difficult in those circumstances. But then there was another study that was done in Bangladesh that looked at randomizing communities. So Bangladesh is a densely populated country in, in Asia. Uh, there's about 165 million people that live there, and they, a lot of people live in densely populated villages. And the researchers gave everybody in a village randomly masks and compared the, that group with people who did not have access to masks in another village. And they clearly showed that the villages that had access to masks did better than the villages without it, although it wasn't a huge difference. But when the villages got N95 masks, you saw the biggest difference. And it's always reassuring to see when clinical trial results mirror what your expectations are. And, and the reason for that is because um, if you get a result that makes sense, you know, it, it's not only doing a clinical trial, but it's taking that clinical trial result and then matching it up with common sense. I agree. Yeah. So to me, I, I found, that, found that interesting. So um, in our next section, I wanted I want to explore more about other areas, and particularly, John has done a lot of study about how people should use the internet and how people should use different resources to come up with uh, best solutions. And really, this very, very important concept that uh, Mark Twain introduced in the beginning of our program, which is that there's a lot of stuff there that just ain't so.
Thanks for joining the MedEvidence Podcast. To learn more, head over to medevidence.com or subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform.